Countrywide on RTE Radio 1. Your texts on the oldest wellies. Somebody says of Cloda's claim to have 25-year-old wellies. If somebody has wellies for 25 years, they're not using them every day. Liam says, if you're a farmer, 12 months in dairy and you would be doing very well for them to last that long. 51551 for your texts. What we have done to nature in this country is pretty alarming. We have lost half of our semi-natural grasslands, half of our rivers are not in good ecological health, half of our plant species are in decline, half of our bee species are in decline, half of our wintering bird species are in decline. Almost 50 fish and crustacean species in Irish waters are now facing extinction. During the week, the government launched the fourth National Biodiversity Action Plan in an attempt to arrest this with what they are calling a whole-of-government, whole-of-society approach to the governance and conservation of biodiversity. They say that the aim is to ensure that every citizen, community, business, local authority, semi-state and state agency has an awareness of biodiversity and its importance and how they can act. Well, we're going to get reactions of four people moving in that space where farming and nature conservation overlap to the National Biodiversity Action Plan. First up, Dr. James Moran, a man who can see 360 degrees around this problem because he comes from a dairy farm background and lectures now in ecology in ATU. Good morning to you, James. Does this plan match the ambition of the uh, 100 men and women who attended the Citizens' Assembly on Biodiversity on behalf of the rest of us? It not quite matches that ambition, but it has some of the language to uh, give us some assurances that the state is starting to get its house in order to respond to the interrelated challenges of climate change and biodiversity loss, food and water security. So I don't think it matches that ambition, but I think it's a lot of that is to do with the, the timing of the drafting of, of this plan. It was, it was drafted first before the Citizens' Assembly started. The first drafts of this were back in 2022 when the Citizens' Assembly okay. was, was underway. So that's one of the issues there, I think. It's a timing and, issue. And James, is there evidence of joined up thinking here? Does it dovetail properly with all of the existing agricultural and environmental schemes? Oh, so that's one good thing in this plan. It's an improvement on, on, on the last one in that it, it does look like a, a good inventory of all the existing initiatives. And it also highlights some of the successes of some of the local initiatives we've had in, in the past. You know, So from that point of view, it does cross-reference all our international targets, both at EU level and at, at, at UN level. And it also cross-references some of the challenges we have uh, around, around climate change. So that, from a point of view, is a, a good improvement. And also it puts it on a le- legislative footing. So from that coordination improvement, improvement of the, the governance from a state management perspective, I think there mm. is a v- very positive there that we're looking to see the start of a coordinated approach. It gives a leadership role to the National Parks and Wildlife Service here, but they were filleted during the austerity period. Are they properly resourced for that leadership role now? <laughs> They're getting there, you know. That's that's the issue. I think most of the rest of the country has uh, come out of the recession over over the last ten years, you know. But the, in reality, the National Parks and Wildlife Services, since, since their review and the funding that's been put in for government in the last two years, they're just starting the recovery now. So, the, in essentially, it's because of lack of, of basically attention of government to this issue. The main coordinating agency is only starting to 
to come out of the pit of the recession now. Okay. So they're going through a whole process of, of restructuring. They're starting to get the resources that's that's required. But the problem is the capacity within the organisation maybe isn't up to speed to actually uh, spend the resource, the, the resource oh. and financial resource are given. So there is a real need to get that... Uh, basically up and running quickly and get the capacity built within the organisation. Okay. And there is very dedicated people there now, don't get me wrong, you know, but they have been, you know, coming from a very difficult position. Uh, final yeah. key question for the moment. Given that they say that this is going to be a whole of society approach to biodiversity conservation, farmers are obviously the most important agents in that process. Will a farmer know what they need to do after reading this plan or does it raise more questions than it answers? I think, to be honest, reading this plan, you will see the extent of the of the of the challenge. You know, it will highlight some of the existing good work that's that's going on. You know, but I don't think you would be abundantly clear of exactly what is needed in your farm, in your parish, in in your uh, uh, lo- local area at 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 the moment. But okay. we are we are getting there, and I think the big thing is everything. When I read this 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 plan, it's a, it's a, it's an honest attempt. You know what I mean? It's not honours level because I've been assessing students the last last while. You know, but it is setting the scene. It's a mock exam. It's setting the scene for the real plan that will come, and that's the nature restoration plan that will be devised over the next two years. And in that, we're going to have a broad and deep public participation process that's committed okay. to in this plan. You know, so that's where we should have clarity, and we need. To to get clarity through the engagement with that process over the next two okay. years. Let me bring in Geraldine O'Sullivan, a professional forester by training, but the IFA's senior policy person on environment. Geraldine, good morning to you. Um, I would imagine, in fact, I know that uh, your new president, Francie Gorman, said he's very happy about the extent to which this report goes to recognise how much farmers have done. But that key question that I just asked James Moran there, does a farmer know what they need to do after reading this plan? Um, I'd agree with James's assessment there. Look, there is a little bit more detail, but I, I think that at local level, at farm level of what's being required, no, that detail isn't there in the plan. There are overarching um, targets and actions, but uh, what would that mean at farm level is not there. Um, we do see a much greater recognition of what's being undertaken by farmers to protect biodiversity, be it under acres, the EIP or the life programmes. And we've seen that huge demand among farmers to participate in environmental schemes. 90%, 97% of farmers have committed to the eco schemes. We see that acres, liming schemes are oversubscribed. So there is an ambition there among farmers and we need that to be matched by government. You know, farmers can't get into okay. acres at the moment and we need that to be matched by government. We are lucky that we have 13% of our farmland already dedicated to space for nature. Now we, we have that kind of area base. Now the quality of that and the work that we can do to improve the quality of that, that's something that we'll get more detail on and over the years. And how we do that, the brass tacks of that are something that both farmers and environmentalists agree on, uh, Geraldine. That is that the government needs to come up with a big bucket of money to persuade anyone to take land out of farming and restore it to nature. This plan doesn't do that. Are we, do you think, far away from achieving that? Well, look, I think 
I, I would say that it's about the, both of them coexisting. You know, it's not about either or. And I don't think we, we can change practices and have more farmer friendly nature practices within. So it's not an either or. In relation to the funding, no, there isn't clarity within the plan. The NPWS is to produce a biodiversity financial needs assessment this year. And that will be essential to provide the clarity and confidence to farmers on the plan. You know, we need long term support. We can't have a stop-start approach that we've had in the past. So we need that long-term and there needs to be consistent and there needs to be certainty. Okay. And that is going to be essential for farmers. You know, we have had experiences in the past, particularly in the SACs and SPAs that have not been positive where farmers heard a lot of promises and they weren't delivered. And then delivered, the funding ended up got, got withdrawn. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that like, doesn't help build trust. Let me bring in another voice here, Geraldine. Thank you very much. Owen Dole is a Bearup Peninsular farmer. Um, 20 acres of that farm been rewilded and he wrote about that in the book An Irish Atlantic Rainforest. Owen Dalton, good morning to you. Is this plan surgery or is it a sticking plaster? I'm afraid that in my view it's very much the latter. Um, it doesn't in any way go to where we need to to be going to 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 confront the biodiversity crisis uh, we face in this country. Um, I mean, there is some positive stuff in there. Um, Some of the language is good, and there's recognition of how bad things are. But there isn't recognition of what needs to be done to, to turn that around. And that is essentially rewilding. The, the the primary reason why we're losing nature at an absolute rate of knots in this country is, is a lack of wild habitat. So, you know, sure, part of the solution is making farming practices more nature-friendly, and that's absolutely essential. But an even more important part of the solution is having areas that are are left to wild nature. So it comes back Uh, to finding that big bucket of money to encourage farmers to take 10 or 15 acres and allow it to rewild, yeah? But that's the point, is that I don't see uh, the requirement for a big bucket of money. I mean, farmers are already paid farm subsidies to, to... to farm, um, why not give farmers the the option of receiving the same subsidies for not farming? Okay, you know it's it's such a no, no brainer. Um, because I, I mean, suppose, I as, as Geraldine said, they would want to receive the guarantees that they were going to get that money in perpetuity. Absolutely. Well, let yeah, me bring Geraldine in. Geraldine is absolutely right. On let, that. Well, let me let me bring in one final voice here. Una Duggan from Birdwatch Ireland, um, another person uh, this morning who has a farming background. Una. You have a litmus test for the success of any biodiversity plan by the time this one runs out in 2030, the hen harrier. What do you want to see? Well, yeah, thanks, Philip. This um, hen harrier is one of the most um, iconic and amazing birds of prey that we have in our uplands. Um, Check out our YouTube channel, um, Birdwatch Ireland, on the Sky Dancer, and you'll see a video about what this species is like. So basically... uh, the hen harrier, the uh, numbers for hen harrier have declined um, significantly over um, the last 20, 30 years. Um, and there's a threat response plan for this amazing uh, bird of prey out at the moment um, for a public consultation that's supposed to be the emergency plan 
to halt the loss of this incredible species. Now, this plan has been 10 years in the making, and in that time period, the species has declined by 33%, which is absolutely an uh, abysmal thing to be to say. Um, and so what we need is uh, there's an action in the Biodiversity Action Plan for um, threat response plan, plans to be published uh, in order to address declines. But the one that we've seen for public consultation is not fit for purpose. It won't save this iconic species, a species that okay. you should see the way it, the male rises up in the air to court the female and spins down to the earth. An absolutely stunning amazing bird so a video which people can see plan. on your website okay yeah. all right una duggan thank you very much james moore and geraldine o'sullivan and owen dalton thank you all very much for that assessment as well